All right, everyone, here we're introducing, uh, Andrew specifically asked me to do this, uh, introducing the one, the only, the Yono Boys for their last episode of yeah. You're Not Gonna Like This. <clears throat> oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Please play. Yeah, the Yono Boys. <laughs> now you guys can do the Yeah. Here we are. Okay. We are. Uh, we're gonna have to listen to the full audio clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On. Uh, okay, that's fine. That'll, I'll make it. Uh, when I edit this, that'll fade out and it'll look. It'll sound. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, welcome everybody. Thank you. Hey, everybody. For being here. Uh, how you? Welcome to the podcast. How, how y'all feeling tonight? <laughs> That's that's not really an answer. <laughs> it's not really an answer to my question, but uh, thank you. I do stand up, and I've never asked it the way Seth. That was so professional. I, uh, well, it's because whenever I'm in a room of people, I always want to know how they're doing tonight, and now I can finally ask. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like they're doing woo, so I'm glad to hear about that. Uh, so this is. Uh, you're gonna, you're not gonna like this. It's our podcast that we do, um, and we have done since uh, Ot. Odd eight or odd, eight? Yeah. odd five? I don't know. 2019. Yeah, 2019. Odd 2019. And uh, now we're here doing our, our farewell episode um, here in stately my apartment. Uh, yeah. Anybody from my apartment out there? <laughs> yeah. A few people. This is going to, when if people listen to this compared to our other episodes, they're going to be like, what is happening? <laughs> Uh, we are uh, doing a live episode, which is here um, in my apartment, like I said, and there's a few people here listening. Um, we got some snacks. I've had, uh, I think, about, I just got a text from my mom who's here, so I don't know what that's about, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see what, we'll read it. <laughs> should we tell the audience, there's, this audience at home, of their snacks? Because they can't eat the snacks. Uh, I, mean, I think they should know that we were nice and we provided uh, yeah. snacks. And some it should be known, snacks. Seth wants it to be known that we provided yeah, snacks um, and drinks. Uh, and we are here in, I'm going to say North Hollywood. We can bleep that out if you don't yeah, want people to know. Yeah. I mean, this whole thing's gonna be bleeped. It's just gonna be a, it's gonna be an hour and a half long bleep. That's true. Um, we've always, yeah, we've always specified very clearly where we live, and uh, no, we're recording this in Seth's apartment where we recorded our first episode back in 2019. And uh, and nothing has really happened. Too newsworthy. Sense. Nothing, nothing from then till now has yeah. occurred on this planet. But, uh, uh, but this is actually the desk that I got from Ikea that we did our first ever, uh, shout out to Ikea, technically yeah. a sponsor of this podcast. Uh, uh, we did our first ever recording of an episode, the Amy Semple McPherson episode, Semple Plan, which was the title I came yeah. up with. Um, and we did it right. I was on this side of the table and he was on that side. It was very uncomfortable and warm, much, <laughs> much like it is right now. And, uh, yeah, that we've just... Yeah, yeah, let's do the Yona weather report. Okay. Um, Who wants a weather report out there? <laughs> it's warm. Are we doing um, a weather report outside or in this apartment? No, let's do it for in the apartment. Okay. Um, it's warm. Um, uh, again, this is only applies to us uh, if you don't live in Southern California. And this is you're listening to this on a different day. So, again, this will not apply to you. But our weather report is that even though it's late November, it's 85 degrees outside. Yeah. 
There you go. Um, and I think that's a good sign for our climate. Yeah, um, that's that's the that's the uncle level commentary on the weather that you've come to expect from our prestigious podcast. I feel like it's always been hot when we've recorded. Yeah, that's true. Um, I guess What's that about? I don't know. It's it's hard for me to yes and that. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, our, our Earth Sun. Well, uh, I just want the plotter to know that we're sweating profusely. Yeah, we are. Um, um, so feel that when you're listening. That's true. Feel the sweat and. But no, that, we that have... should that should have been the subtitle for our podcast all along. You're not gonna like this. Feel the sweat. <laughs> uh, no, we have live audio. Wait, did we? Just, did you describe that already? I, uh, I sort of blacked out when you were talking. <laughs> yeah, I think we did. Uh, they both made their own selves known, and I also referred to them specifically. So people listening, who are probably just going to be the people who are here, <laughs> will know that they're alive people. But uh, yeah, I do, just for people who might be listening for the first time, you know, welcome <laughs> to... Yeah, weird time to start listening, yeah, but well, hey. Where have you been? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true, yeah. You could have saved us out here. Anyway. Um, um, but yeah, we're a podcast where we're two friends. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> no, we're, we're two we're, we're two friends that um, have a podcast, and that's yeah, all I'll say. And we have uh, we generally have two different sort. Oh wow, you guys are seeing this whole thing right here. I didn't realize that. Sorry. Um, we're <laughs> we're two friends that have different interests, and we spend these episodes uh, just sort of sharing. I'll share an interest. Andrew will share an interest. We'll talk about. Um, Usually McGruff, the crime yeah, dog. Yeah, we end up talking about McGruff, the crime dog somehow. a lot. And uh, then, you know, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, we... What was that movie we talked about for, like, three episodes and then we realized neither of us uh, have seen it? Maybe Baby's Day Out. Baby's Day yeah. Out, of course. Any baby heads out there <laughs> like Baby's Day Out? Uh, John Hughes' least memorable film. Uh, where a baby had a day out and actually uh, yeah. li- uh, I recently watched the trailer for that and uh, apparently there's a part in the movie where the baby lights a grown man's crotch on fire oh wow and uh, I guess that's part of his day out so you know yeah would that we all could be so lucky yeah um, that had to be tough to watch that movie as a baby in COVID yeah because they got to see a baby have a day out and babies oh, during yeah. COVID didn't really get many days That's out. That's true. That was insensitive. So it was sort of like aspirational. That was insensitive of John Hughes 40 years ago <laughs> making that yeah. movie that babies wouldn't enjoy today. I didn't know that was a John Hughes movie. Yeah, it is. He did uh, Breakfast Club, right? And Pretty yep. in Pink. And Home Alone. All right, that's the end of our film yeah. podcast <laughs> for the... Uh, we love to talk about movies that, again, neither of us have seen, um, we but we love to reference. We tried to get John Hughes for this episode, but he's been uh, dead in the ground for many yeah, years. Yeah, I believe so. he is dead. What a sad... Um, anyhow, <laughs> to, just to bring the energy back up, um, we we did prepare, both of us this time, a topic. It, we did surprisingly prepare. Yeah, that's true. Um, it may and, not seem that way. Uh, this time, we thought we'd both just do like a short one. So that you guys can hear it, and then we'll also hear it to each other. <laughs> Everyone in the audience also brought a topic. This will be a five-hour episode. Um, um, but yeah, I, don't, I mean, we could uh, we could talk. I mean, we are. This is our final episode as well. Um, the funding from our German investors did not come through, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, we you know we've been doing it for this is our seventy-second yes. episode, not not counting uh, minis, Mini which were episodes. Uh, which there are not many of, but they were small. Um, yeah. 
Thank you. Oh, thank yeah. you. 72, the number every podcast tries to get to, yeah. um, unless they are people that have OCD and need to get to an even number. Um, that 72 episodes. Of- I mean, that, that's true, but like a nice even number, yeah, like yeah. an unpleasant one. Is there anything special about the number 72? Um, I mean, it's Jackie Robinson's. No. No, okay. I don't know. <laughs> that's 42. Okay. Um, it's uh, Jackie Gleason's age that he reached at some point, perhaps? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. What a right. weird reference, but sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, um, um, but it, yeah, we did, I don't know, a bunch of them. Yeah. And, uh, but now, you know, we're moving on to greener pastures. Um, um, I, we both have kids that we got to take care of there. <laughs> yeah. We never mentioned those I, we in didn't. 72 episodes. They're always like, Hey, you know, why aren't you here? Take, where have you been all my life? And why aren't no. you taking care of me? And it's like, no, daddy has to podcast. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That could have been another good subtitle for the podcast. <laughs> Um, but anyhow, uh, but yeah, so, you know, we're just kind of doing our own things. Andrew does stand up from time to time. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, you've probably already heard of me cause I'm, I'm very famous from it, but, um, no, uh, what are we trying to say here? Oh, uh, uh, I feel like I was pretty, I had a pretty uh, cl- coherent. Thread oh, you did. I don't know yeah. why this um, no, I, um, I forgot what I was going to say, okay, so I'll edit that right, out. But you right. keeps talking there, so. Uh, well, so we're all. That's the point that I was. Uh, I was passing <laughs> off to you, um, unfortunately. No, uh, past, is that we're going to do? You know, Andrew still does lots of stand up. I like to draw comics. Um, yeah, promote yourself, Seth. Thank you. I will. Uh, I, I'm at. Um, I'm at Seth's Good Comics. On and they Instagram. are good comics. Thank you. Um, appreciate that. And, uh, I yeah. like, I have not commented, um, on I, any of them. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I respect them so yeah, much. Uh, you, try, you don't press the like button because you're waiting for that respect button. Well, of course I around. smash the like <laughs> yeah, button. That's so. Well, that's why you have to, you keep going through so many phones. <laughs> yeah, I really, I took smash that too. Yeah. I took smash the like button yeah. too, literally. But, uh, no, uh, yeah, we, uh, I think we had a good run and we're still, um, gonna be friends i think that's in our contract that we yeah, signed that's, that's uh, true. but uh yeah we, we, we have a fun episode planned and we all knew the irs was gonna catch up to yeah us exactly guys. yeah i mean we've been writing this thing off <laughs> uh before we even started doing it so yeah we um, basically created this podcast to avoid tax evasion charges yeah. i don't know and it was it did not it was not successful but uh, um but one thing we did for this last episode oh yeah is we asked our listeners out there on Instagram, and I guess it was just Instagram. Yeah. Uh, to, Which, by the way, we should have been doing all along. I realize. Yeah. We actually people like Instagram. They yeah. engage. We asked for a lot of like emails from people um, in every episode, and uh, but when we put up like a little story that said, "Hey, ask us a question," we got like we got a lot know, of responses. I'd say what, we got like a baker's dozen. Of, of uh, I think we have 14. Okay, a baker's dozen, and then a um, candle maker's one, uh, which is just one. Um, what is a baker's? What is there? Is, a, is there a fun origin story to that? Uh, I mean, bakers are uh, historically bad at math. Yeah, and uh, no, I don't know. They just—I think bakers were like nice in history, and they'd be like, "Oh, it's oh, a dozen," give an and extra then like one. Oh, they'd okay. wink at you and be like, "Here's a little yeah. extra one that I dropped on the ground and couldn't." couldn't sell to anybody what other occupations are historically nice <laughs> um i don't know like uh, um pool like uh lifeguards at public pools yeah they'll give you a i think they're historically hot <laughs> yeah i guess so 
uh, I don't know. They'll give you a, a they'll give you a baker's dozen of breaths into your body if you are drowning, and they'll they're trying to resuscitate. Uh, you. But yeah, we got a point. After of... thirteen, they're like, it's a lost cause. You're dead. Yeah, you take your life in your hands. I'm sorry I let us down such a treacherous path. Yeah, this, we're trying to keep it. this one very. But focused. no, we got some questions on Instagram, and we're gonna pepper those through. Yeah. Um, so that people, you know, our podcast doesn't end without these vital questions answered. That's true. Um, I are you, you pulling to... them up or are you just on yeah, Instagram? I'm pulling. No, I'm pulling. <laughs> them up one one of the questions i got actually i should say two of the questions i got oh sorry sorry i'm gonna interrupt you actually which is oh first time of the podcast i'm interrupting him um anyway i've got a quick uh a quick yono pod game that oh uh, yeah our good friend of the podcast and uh roommate of the podcast and uh, audience member here today sent us a little thing that if you're drinking at home or drinking in your car while you listen to this uh (laughs) You uh, or drinking at work while you're at work, yeah, uh, or just like just like drinking in the corner of your home and looking at your family from a distance, yeah, with yeah. sort of a sort of a uh, glazed look. Uh, <laughs> uh, he he sent us some things that you could take a sip or a shot. I wouldn't recommend the, the latter, but um, let's see. We, you, whenever this happens, uh, when Andrew says, and I've always said that, okay, that's a classic one. Uh, well, now I just want to say all these things. <laughs> yeah, when Seth says, uh, when he, pre- I guess, when he prefaces <laughs> something by calling it the ol, yeah, that's um, gonna happen. Which I do do a lot. Um, when Andrew, di- <laughs> when Andrew continues without acknowledging what Seth just said, <laughs> uh, if bees are thanked for their delicious and honey, and we do thank bees do. for their delicious honey, it's already I mean, a drink. We, we yeah, take. we have to. Um, if Andrew, <laughs> yeah, give it up for the bees, of yeah. course, our classic. Um, thing that we say if andrew is hard on himself for not knowing some specific piece of information or some obscure historical <laughs> event that'll probably happen yeah uh if someone should rest in power uh, yeah if if someone says on the day of our lord i feel like that's more my yeah thing. that's more your thing yeah <laughs> uh the day of my lord really i don't know what your guys believe in but uh andrew if andrew so this has been a christian podcast you guys knew that right evangelical um, do we want to read all i guess we have to they, they ask they yeah have to well i'm just throwing them out there. Okay, okay i'll post them as well but if and if uh if andrew says uh he did what any guy would do you know the old and he and then inserted something that he would do uh any anytime the listener laughs which is all the time you guys yeah. are great so you. you know try to wow choke down uh when seth drops a word bomb i don't know what I don't, that is i'm not sure what that is Oh, okay. okay. If I, if I, it's a sweet burn. Well, he uh, has an English degree, and he has to. Uh, if Andrew questions that word <laughs> and questions the definition of it, um, and then Andrew, and then if Andrew drops a word bomb, okay. and I question his understanding of it, um, any audible yawns, uh, you should take a drink. If I make a '90s cartoon reference, if I make a video game reference. Uh, <laughs> These are the last three. If Andrew talks about baseball, if I say it's a it's a great little uh, or, um, great title. Of a oh, podcast. it's a great title of a podcast section. Moving. On. Oh, it's like after I say one of my awesome titles. Yeah. Um, and if Andrew looks something up online during the podcast, always so, a, always a riveting moment. In other words, you yeah, should be it'll be. At, we'll we'll do all of those things. Um, but do we want to get a question? Yeah, let's here? do a question. You guys Actually, ready for a question? I keep pretending like I need to shield my eyes from the house lights. Even yeah, though I, there's only one. Actually, this question is from also from Kyle. Okay, Kyle, this is a Kyle heavy. Right up there. 
Uh, and Kyle also uh, did the theme song oh, that's true. for our podcast. Our theme song, so you should enjoy and um, yeah, we uh, we paid him maybe too much for that. Yeah, for that I think theme so. song that was probably our, our problem. But he asks, uh, okay, so first he has two questions. First, did that portable AC unit ever get set up? Uh, this is the thing people have been asked, waiting for. It. That we was knew, at an apartment I just out. moved out of. It was never set up. Swamp Cooler Gate 2020. Uh, and it is now in a storage unit. So yeah. the uh, the mystery continues. <laughs> Good. And then uh, where's our this? true crime documentary? The second one is uh, what was something that you learned about each other through doing. The podcast, I believe. Uh, Why can I not open the... That's a good question. I should have read this ahead of time. But uh, I don't know. Do you have an answer um, for that already? I would say I learned that Seth's history, knowledge of history is stunningly small. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, man. I feel like I learned about myself that I um, like The Christmas Carol a lot more than I thought yeah. I did. I didn't realize that, I, that it's so big a part of my life, but... It's in there. The Muppet Christmas Carol, especially. I, I guess I learned that the main thing we like to talk about are films that neither of us have yeah, seen. that's true. I think we learned a lot about ourselves. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Did I say something? <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Uh, I already, I already The audience drink. is drinking already. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I think about Andrew, I probably learned that um, you have a great... I would say you... This is going to sound like sort of a backhanded compliment, but I would say you have a greater tolerance for things that you're not immediately interested in than I thought you would like I feel like there were a lot of episodes where I was preparing a topic and I'd be like Andrew's going to leave the room when I start talking about this I actually will say going back to an episode but we he did before is, my point. is that I learned that Dungeons and Dragons was very fun to play but I can't ever see myself becoming a regular dun- dun- Dungeons and Dragons yeah, or just person. saying it properly more than once you know <laughs> Uh, um, that episode we did was very fun. We yeah. played for like four hours. Yeah, was, that took me like two days to edit. Yeah, because it was uh, just like I had to cut it down to like two and a half hours. Um, which was our characters were Traven. Mine was Traven. Yeah, I was Butter or Butter, Butternut, Butternut Phillips. Phillips. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I, what I was your character's backstory? Uh, well, if we can we can get into it. You know, I mean, I've been sort of building the lore on. <laughs> on the wikia for a while but uh, he was he was a centaur with a troubled past his father stole his ponytail and or no he stole his horse's tail and uh, kept it because it was so beautiful and he was always sort of uh embittered to the world because of that but then meeting travin and kind of seeing his upbeat point of view yeah his love of travin was a very positive aspiring magician slash dj slash slash your character yeah no i know i'm trying to remember um, good at heart, you yeah. know. Um, what was his actual? What was his? Uh, he was a bar. He was a halfling bard, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, I did. Maybe we shouldn't have gotten too deep into that, but that's something I learned, and uh, you know, maybe we'll learn things during the episode. Yeah, I mean, there's the first time for everything. Am I right? So, yeah. Um, anyhow, you're the first person to say that. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, well, we could jump right into our our first topic, I suppose. If you guys are are sick of uh, of this part so far. The audience is yeah. dying for a topic. I know. <laughs> Effigies are being uh, built of both of us, and they're deciding whether to praise them or light them up. Do we want to answer so. another question? Uh, we could we? do one more. Why not? I actually have some here on my phone, which oh, I boy. also have, uh, which is right in... Again, this is why... You, why else, maybe. I don't know. Did 
I have my, my phone. Oh, crap. I lost my phone. Oh, it's behind me. Sitting on it. Okay. I can read that text from my mom now. Um, she says nothing. Just your beautiful selves. Uh, so, I think that was... It doesn't matter. Um, but thank you. Okay. Uh, let's see. Here's a question from... Uh, here's a question I liked from... Uh, I'm, just, I'm just looking through pages and pages of Sonic pictures. Uh, okay. Uh, this is from Katrina. Katrina. Katrina uh, Davis is a very funny comedian yeah. and friend of mine, and she's a listener of the podcast. And yeah. thank you, Katrina. Uh, she says, "How will you spend your time together now that the podcast is ending?" It's an interesting question. Oh wow. Um, we haven't we haven't talked about we've talked a little bit about well, it. Well, I think we will continue to record all our conversations. Yeah. Now, for me, <laughs> that's mainly a legal thing. My yeah. lawyer has advised me to do, but. Uh, I think we're just too in the habit. I'm going to bring my microphone to yeah. every conversation that we have. That'll be good. Um, I don't know. Yeah, uh, maybe always, uh, you, you generally will come over and we'll watch something on Netflix yeah, and make our main fun of thing it. is to go on Netflix and just talk about what we want to watch for about a half hour yeah. and then watch an episode of Great British Bake. Yeah. <laughs> or Tiny House Nation. Or Tiny House Nation, which is not a very good show, yeah. but we did watch That's it. That's true. And we're both pretty against tiny houses at this point. I don't, yeah, I don't know if I support tiny houses. Yeah. I think they had a hand in the COVID pandemic. I don't want to get too <laughs> political here, but people should not be that close to each other. Well, we watched an episode of Tiny House Nation where it was a tiny house. They had, what, two kids? Yeah. And a huge dog. Mm -hmm. And the guy, the dad was like, and we have to make room for my huge record collection. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I think we watched that. And it was just like. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think you might have to yeah. throw some of these out. They, the, the presenters of the show were like, have you considered maybe divorcing one another <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> instead of building a tiny house? And then they, uh, But then they moved in, and then I'm assuming the pandemic hit very yeah. soon after. Uh, do you think that like if, you, like if you marry someone and you live together in a tiny house, that as you get older, you eventually like get two small tiny houses next to each other? Yeah. Kind of like how old folks yeah. will have the twin beds? Maybe. And then you just kind of live a separate life and slowly. Yeah. Uh, Are you considering this? I well, I don't know. Like, I feel like may I'm just thinking out loud, like older, yeah. older couples might need their space after some time. Look, I mean, we don't want to, you know, if you live in a tiny house and you enjoy the podcast, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm sorry if I offended anyone out there that is yeah. living in a tiny house, but, um, and you need podcasts when you're in a tiny house. That's true. Um, because, um, I didn't really think nope, that one through, on. but <laughs> there's gotta be a reason, <laughs> uh, but, uh, oh no, no, no. What, what we do, uh, when oh, we hang out right. together. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's mainly um, that watching something terrible. Yeah, it's true. We'll watch terrible stuff together. Um, I'll hang out with him and his friends sometimes and feel very uncomfortable because they are all stand up comedians and, uh, are, you know, like know stuff about things. And I just want to talk about like. Pokemon and things. Yeah, I actually tried. I tried talking to one of your stand-up friends about Pokemon once, and I've never seen a person's like the light in their eyes leave quite so quickly. Um, and uh, a lot of comedians are also nerds. Yeah, that's so true, but just yeah. not the right, not the right kind for me. Um, uh, anyway, so that's I guess an answer to that question, right? Yeah. So, uh, well, Katrina, who answered it, who question, who asked the question, mm -hmm. is a comedian too. So hopefully that. Wasn't Katrina that you were talking about? That you no, just... it wasn't. It was uh, your friend Ryan. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Ryan, um, <laughs> you're, you you've been called out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Do, Do we want to get into a topic? Let's. 
do. I do want to uh, really quickly before we start as uh, I mean, we've been kind of tying up some loose ends, if you will, uh, before we shutter this, this, we pull, pull the old shutters down on the factory. I guess I, that's genuinely was not intentional. I, um, I'm deeply disturbed. Uh, before we shutter the factory, um, with our interns still inside, I, we yeah, should, we should I have mean, let them out at some point. We spent way too much on that factory. Um, uh, leasing that thing. I'm sure they'll create some sort of a pseudo-civilization in there. Yeah. Take care of each oh, other. Oh, I think they already have. Yeah. Um, but before we do that, we do have some things that we have to... We have some house cleaning that we have to do. Some oh, house cleaning. right. We have a very important email. Uh, so one thing in our first episode, um, we started what many in the, you know, lamestream media, I like to call them, are calling a, t- a uh, tiff between... Um, somewhat equally famous podcaster Ira Glass of This American Life, uh, who's been the only enemy of the show so far. Um, and, you know, it's just kind of gone back and forth. We, you know, get the better of him. He gets the better of us. Yeah. He goes to his dark masters and reports to them about his deeds. But um, we decided to send him a little email, which I will read to you now. This actually is going to... <laughs> Uh, this it was actually sent to Francis at thislife.org, which is apparently the contact if you need a request for Ira Glass. And this is what we said to her, uh, dear. Okay, I should I should clarify. This is what Seth okay. said to them. I did I, I did pen this email. You did sign my name at yeah, the bottom, even though I did not agree to that. Uh, it's uh, it's the subject is dear Ira Glass. Uh, I hope this email finds you well. Okay, uh, you probably have heard. That here, you're not going to like this podcast. We're closing our doors for good. Uh, it's no secret that we have had our troubles over the years. In many ways, our rivalry, our rivalry has propelled us both forward in trying to overtake one another. Um, but now it has gone far enough. Even the greatest <laughs> battles must end. Uh, we have decided to be the bigger men, which, you know, it's not too difficult. But yeah. uh, and, end our, and end our podcast first. Now... It's your turn. With the end of this American life <laughs> forever, the public can finally breathe a sigh of relief. No longer will they be subject to the angry clash between our equally successful and valid podcasts. Uh, once both of our podcasts are buried in the ground, the blood oath between us will be sated, and we can return to our families and loved ones. You can return to your dark master in the realms of Tartarus. Uh, we await your reply. Kind regards. Again, very polite. Uh, Seth and Andrew, formally, if you're not going to like this, and I, I left a link to our podcast. <laughs> well, so. so that actually went to their email somewhere. Ira, uh, you they have know, not replied yet. Ira has not replied, but um, you know we're going to keep our email open. Hopefully, he will reply, reply during and the I podcast. And I sent it like three days ago, too. So Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Ira is going to get back to the, Also, what is uh, tar, uh, Tartarus? Uh, that's like the realm of the underworld in Greek mythology, I think, mm. if, I'm, if not mistaken. I guess oh, so. boy. I don't think Tartarus counts as a word, but it's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> um, They're drinking already. So. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but yeah, now with, uh, you know, probably some further ado, but yeah, uh, we'll try it. We can, we can start. Do you want to start a thing like one of yours first? Oh, or? sure. Yeah. We're going to, uh, we both brought in a number of things we wanted to talk about. And we're still about. very good at segues. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> kind of our trademark. Yeah. Um, all right. My, <laughs> my first topic I, 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 can, I can. This is the first time I've been able to see. Oh, Andrew's that's right. Notes yeah, I can yeah, see yeah. a note that says. Don't, don't. Okay, I won't say it. <laughs> it's a surprise. Okay, so. okay, I won't say anything. 
All right, so I want to bring you guys back to a date called August 30th, 2020. I don't know if you guys remember it. Um, yeah. It was last year. Uh, okay, so this is a real thing that happened. Uh, on final approach to LAX, a American Airlines plane was, uh, you know, coming in for a landing. Nice. On the old uh, tarmac. Does, doesn't count if he does it. Yeah. Only if I do it. <laughs> And at three, uh, and as they were coming in, they reported to the to the uh, uh, air traffic controller that at three thousand feet they could uh, uh, at flying at three thousand feet they could see a man uh, who appeared to be wearing a jetpack flying next to the plane. Okay, <laughs> like in like it, they said three hundred yards from the plane. Wow. Okay. Interesting. And so this is you know it was a news story because you know jetpacks are. You know, they're on they're on the market, I guess, yeah. but you don't see them flying that high. That's true. And they're not supposed to be in the flight path of a of a plane because that not, could lead to a lot of problems. Not ideally, yeah. Um. Okay. So then the that was that was the first sighting of yeah. many of jetpacks. Yes. Yeah, so in uh, October 2020, a couple months later, a China Airlines flight saw uh, flying over Culver City said that they saw a man. Wearing a jetpack, flying okay. at six thousand feet. If this if this over. turns out to be your reveal that you are jetpack man, <laughs> I'm I don't think I'll be able. So this to became be a like a new story. I remember I didn't really read the stories, but I kept seeing these headlines that were like jetpacks sighted over LAX, and I was like, this keeps happening. Yeah. What is a, happening? That's a fun name for romantic comedy too. Jetpacks over LAX. Yeah, I yeah. Watch that. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> And then in July of this year, a cargo flight also on this is this would happen when they're landing. So on final approach uh, over the Santa Fe Springs and Whittier areas, told air traffic controllers they could see the what they called at that point they knew about it. So they called it the Jet Man (laughs) off his right wing at an altitude of five thousand feet. So we've between three thousand and six thousand feet. Wow. We've found also an LAPD helicopter in November of twenty twenty got images of this jetpack guy. What they was a jet the Jetman, the Jetman, yeah. or Jetpack Man, JP, okay. whatever you want to call him. <laughs> um, but <laughs> there is now, after a uh, this is real, after a year long federal investigation, <laughs> there is now believed now, to unless be unless the FBI has Jetpack Man. <laughs> I don't see how they're going to successfully investigate this guy. Um, this is a real thing. Uh, the they have released what they believe it to be. Uh, are you ready for what the what the investigation found? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, jetpack. Okay, so this federal FBI investigation, they revealed that uh, the that, that what was it, Robert Mueller? No, oh, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> that jetpack man was actually not a man. He was a inflatable life size Jack Skellington balloon, the main character from 1993, the 1993 film A Before Christmas. This is devastating. I was all excited for like a new superhero story to come in real life. They said that uh, that it, so. Uh, <laughs> how wait? How could you possibly see a balloon of Jack Skellington and think it's a man on a jetpack? Well, understand. I mean, when you're flying that fast, you're not like. I get. Well, I don't know. You just like see something blur by, and you're just like jetpack man. Like, <laughs> that was well, a jetpack man. I do think that it seems that maybe this first sighting happened where the guy genuinely thought it was a jetpack, yeah. and then it got in these pilots' yeah. minds. Okay. And then they became convinced. 
that uh, that there was a jetpack. I think this is so how then QAnon what, like, started. One of the one of the pilots just went to like hot topic and was looking at an earrings <laughs> and was just like, hmm, I think I've seen this somewhere before. <laughs> it's jetpack man. <laughs> so the the founder of uh, Los Angeles based Jetpack Aviation, okay, says that <laughs> I'm amazed that that's a thing. I know. Go ahead. Dismissed the jetpacks as a mean by which the rocket man, this is what the news article said, or lady, (laughs) is propelled through the air saying his machines hold a dozen gallons of fuel, good for only about 10 minutes of flight, and he couldn't have reached the altitudes seen by the pilots. I'm concerned more about how fuel inefficient jetpacks are at this point. It's 10 minutes of flight for 12 gallons. I know. He's not really advertising his. Um, Also, Jack Skellington... So they think that it the theory that the FBI has <laughs> is that it broke away from a Halloween uh, celebration and it's uh, just or a hanging. Christmas celebration. <laughs> That's the thing. They first saw it in August of 2020. So I don't know who's having a Halloween party yeah. in August. Sure. So there's also a possibility that a jetpack guy was seen once. Okay. And all these other sightings were a balloon. Ah, okay. Or this whole thing could be that it was a jetpack man, but they don't think the public is ready for that information. That's also true. Um, jetpack man conspiracy guys. <laughs> starting here I also like the idea that if it is a jetpack man he's out there somewhere just laughing at all yeah. of us he's like <laughs> I've tricked the FBI I'm well the thing is I'm looking forward for the day when meanwhile like, okay. sorry sorry to cut you off but I will meanwhile there's somebody at a <laughs> My other roommate just got this electric fly swatter that I will use if Andrew is interrupting <laughs> me. I'm gonna... Meanwhile, there's somebody out there who's like, oh, shit, I forgot my Jack Skellington. <laughs> it flew away, and now it's caused an FBI investigation, yeah. you know? I Well, what I was going to say is that I feel... I'm sorry to, sorry to cut you <laughs> off. I'm excited for the day when like, we're just all living in Los Angeles, and we'll see like a beacon in the sky that's a picture of a jetpack, and then all the criminals that are like loading things in the docks and be like, careful, guys jetpack man's out tonight <laughs> you know uh so i'm sad to hear that this is just a balloon I also like it what it, is this man. possibly just a prank that lax pilots are uh, the pilots are they're like oh this is their like urban legend of the jetpack man yeah that they're just trying to like mess with us kind of thing yeah uh, also why do we gender it as a as a man wow I, you guys didn't think you'd come here and be and that's the end of the podcast and be awoken <laughs> um but that's my first little mini story uh we're going to bounce back and forth, I think. Do you want yeah, to do one? I a... can do one. Well, maybe we can. Uh, yeah, all right. I'll do one. Uh, or I can do another one. No, no. Okay. I think we all are reeling from Jetpack Man. <laughs> um, I mean, I think we're both, uh, again, for people who's your first time listening, this will probably be almost nothing to you because I'm going to be talking a lot about things we've talked about in the past um, because I feel like around here, around these parts, um, Yo No Pod LLC, um, copyright, Andrew and Seth. <laughs> I never signed uh, off pen, on that. Pending, you know, investigation of where all of our interns went. Um, we, I feel like we've settled a lot of uh, topics, you know, like brought up questions and then put them away like our, um, I don't know, we talked about, yeah, ba- baby train, uh, you know, just lots of different things we brought up. But there have been a few, a small few topics we've talked about that haven't been completely uh, and thoroughly Oh, where we about. left a little yeah. bit of a mystery. There's still sort of a question out there. Yeah, and our fans are waiting. Or just like things have, you know, like we've sort of left these topics that are still developing as we continue in our lives. Um, anyway, this is all to say I want to um, 
take a look at uh, some unresolved topics or issues or conundrums even, yeah. if, I, if I may be so bold. Is that a, does that count as a word bomb? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. If we... Uh, that we bro- <laughs> yeah, uh, so some of these things we broached in the top in the podcast and um, to me even broached is a word bomb. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, here's here's one thing. So this I'll introduce by I, I spend a lot of time in the comment sections when I'm researching because I like to think what people are saying and I rarely find anything very uh, valuable. But this is one comment that I read that I'd like oh. to read. It is effective. It's all in there. Anyway. Seth also just likes to clap, so. I'm um, sorry about that, guys. Uh, Ira Glass just showed up, and he, <laughs> he broke in here. We fought to the death. Uh, he died, and we're all okay. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to continue. His corpse will be dealt with. Uh, so, anyway. Um, so, I'm going to read this topic, this uh, comment that I found, and uh, then I'll talk a little bit about where it comes from. Oh, so, okay. this is... Um, this is actually a surprisingly well thought out comment about people or in response to people who are sort of anti-vaccine. And so I'm just going to read this okay. really quick. It's someone who says, hold on a second. Yeah. This was a comment to our podcast. No, not to, this was just a comment I found oh. like out there <laughs> while I was researching. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it says, uh, I don't believe anyone would disagree that COVID has hurt small businesses or events. When I was young, I remember being vaccinated in school to prevent disease. It was accepted then as a needed preventative to spreading or getting a debilitating disease. Why this virus is being politicized is beyond me. It is a disease that has killed many and does cause an overload to our medical community. The long-term effects of contracting this virus may not be fully known for many years. Maybe someone can explain why they feel taking a vaccine has a terrible disease or of a ter- for a terrible disease is so scary. It's just a political statement or is it a personal freedom statement? To many, taking a vaccine is helping to protect others as much as themselves. So freedom to choose is still alive. Did you write this? No, I didn't. But oh. what I found interesting about this is that this comment is taken from the official Facebook page of an, of an annual event called the Popeye the Sailor Picnic. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, in Chester, Illinois, which we did talk about yeah. in episode 55, it was the fest of times. It was the thirst of times. I Another will, pretty good title. I will by say me. that thing that you found is yeah. one of the most interesting things we found <laughs> in the podcast, because what we found out is that this small town in, in, in Illinois yeah. has not only do they have a Popeye. What is it? A Popeye museum? They have a Popeye character trail. Yeah, they have like ten different characters, like statues yeah. well, of secondary Popeye well, characters. The initial pitch makes sense. Like, hey, this is the town where E.C. <laughs> Seeger, the creator of Popeye, was born. So every year we're gonna release a new Popeye character. But it's gone out of control. But the problem is, once you've done Popeye, once you've done olive oil, once you've done Bluto, yeah, they started in 2006 and they're still doing yeah. it. So this is 14 additional Popeye yeah. characters such as such as the Hagwitch and Bernard the Evil Vulture. <laughs> <laughs> such as uh, Poop Deck Pappy who apparently yeah. is another sailor. Uh, Popeye's nephew. This is actually just all from memory. I'm not reading this right. <laughs> but yeah. Popeye's nephews, uh, I believe Peepie, Poopie, and uh, I think Papeye. Pipeye is the other one. Sweet. Anyway, the point is we that should have after... recorded this episode in Chester, Illinois. Yeah, that's true. We should have flown there. The point is that this is a, a town that is buried under stone effigies to characters that no one has ever heard of. Uh, but 
So I was looking up their Facebook page to see if they're still in 2020 and 2021 still releasing statues, which they are. Uh, but I also found that their Facebook page is surprisingly vocal about um, vaccines, <laughs> about vaccines and about <laughs> just general events. Um, so in well, the- when you get people talking about Popeye, they start yeah. talking about just anything out there, you know. I I mean, so I'll just here's the thing. Right. <laughs> it's an annual event once per year. <laughs> so they don't need to post that many things, <laughs> no, I guess, is my sure point. Don't. But uh, but this is my real question. What is the budget for this? Because for the they keep thing? churning out statues. I don't know. They found some poor. I think we I mean, we talked about a lot of this on the episode 55. But like there's some poor guy who's some poor sculptor who signed a contract with this town that's (laughs) just gonna spend the rest of his life making thimble theater characters he signed a hundred sculpture contract (laughs) um but i mean so whoever's at the helm of this facebook page ladies and gentlemen (laughs) uh is i don't know finding opportunities let's say for popeye related content that most people would probably uh, pass by. Yeah. Um, so, for instance, on Veterans Day this year, they did a post of Popeye saluting a flag. You know, pretty tame. I don't think Popeye was actually in the U.S. Navy. I think he was more of a merchant sailor. So, you know, maybe disrespectful yeah. in that way. I don't think he fought in any wars, per se. Um, but he salutes. Okay? What are you saying about Popeye? You're saying... Yeah, he's not a... Are you calling him a, a coward? <laughs> no. He's a conscientious objector. <laughs> No, he went to get his uh, he went to get his medical like um, permission to join the navy, but then they found that he has huge swollen yeah, arms that won't fit in a uniform. Yeah. Uh, my point is, I don't think he is a like a U.S. Navy sailor. I think he's just a sailor by trade. I think. Oh, uh, okay. But who knows? So they post on Veterans Day. Okay. Um, He's a freelance sailor. Yeah, exactly. If you need someone to be on a ship for an an unknown amount of time, he will do it. Uh, I'm just kind of scrolling through Facebook really quick. But they have another post. um, Interestingly, from January 7th, 2021. Oh, boy. boy. uh, Which would be right after the January 6th storming of the Capitol. Uh, And it's a picture. um, I guess I'll just show it to you guys because I feel like it's worth looking. What you see here is after the uh, Capitol riots and the storming of the Capitol and the attempted insurgents or in the attempted coup of our nation, we have a picture of a sad black and white Popeye holding a, a piece of paper that says, we the people. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I know that seems a little overwrought, but what I find most crazy about this is that whoever runs the annual Popeye picnic <laughs> Facebook page after seeing the news of the Capitol Hill uh, invasion, <laughs> decided it was their job, <laughs> their responsibility to make a Popeye post <laughs> about this event. They were like, what Popeye meme will be appropriate for this also, deadly event? there's no way they didn't create this image. This could not have already existed of a sad Popeye clutching the Constitution also, uh, I want to, to point his out breath. that three people found this share-worthy. They <laughs> shared it. No comments as of yet. <laughs> no comments. I wonder if they turned the comments off for that, though, I, and they were like, that one speaks for itself. It so, doesn't need... Uh, the other thing that they did is um, they did post about the pandemic as well, as I've sort of read. 
Um, they did. I want to read a couple of the comments from that because oh, even boy. though, so I'm like scrolling through the images. There's like three likes, five likes, two shares. Um, the pandemic post where they said get a vaccine, stay safe out also, there. Hold on a second. Okay. You just you just scrolled well, by one. Let me, I'm going to get to that. Okay, one. okay, okay. Get to that okay. One. Uh, where they said essentially like we're canceling the Popeye picnic this year. You know, the the Delta variant is making things seem a little bit too unsafe. You know, get vaccinated. Don't let people tell you it's unsafe. That has over 200 comments on it. <laughs> and many of them are asking for the identities of the committee members of the Popeye picnic because they they want to know who is telling the people. And some of them are things like, you know, if you really serve the people, you would have the picnic because that's what we want. It's good for Chester. You know, it's so like so many people are getting upset. This is just a flu. Um so I don't know if there's a better indication of what America is like <laughs> in 2021 that that has 200 comments. Uh, so I guess my point is that whoever, again, this is that's <laughs> helming the Popeye picnic annual event Facebook page um, maybe is going a little too far with their like with their I don't know need to like comment about things that are yeah. happening. I'll just read you what they said about September 11th and I'll let you decide for yourselves. <laughs> Uh, it's a comment that they made on September 10th after the Popeye picnic has been canceled. I think oh if boy. I, if I can find this, I'll put it up there for you guys too. Um, some there's, they have a birthday comment for Ryan M. Maxwell and it says, Popeye says, eat your spinach, uh, which I guess is how Popeye says spinach. Um, oh, here we go from September 10th. I'll share this as well. So you guys oh, can geez. see it. Um, from this year, September 10th. Even though we cannot celebrate Popeye together this year, and what a heartbreak that is, of course. <laughs> Let's head into the Wayback Machine to see a few images from the year 2006. On this, the weekend of the 20th anniversary of 9-11, we will never forget that sad day in America. And by the way, images of Bluto, <laughs> Popeye's rival, are, are going through their little uh, screenshot. Their little screenshot as we'd go. Uh, we will never forget that sad day in America, but let's also remember the good times we have in our lives and celebrate coming together once again to enjoy friends and make new ones. Um, and of course, to talk about you, you know, know I, characters I, from a 1935 comic that involved a strong sailor fighting another strong sailor. I respect that the person who created this Facebook page for the Popeye picnic is like aware of what's happening in the yeah, world. Yeah, that's true. You wouldn't want them to be so divorced from reality, just living off of their riches that they yeah, gained the, from. I mean, the the, 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 the coffers of the Popeye yeah, picnic yeah. are overflowing. But um, yeah, maybe maybe a little too much. I think they, they might could, need to log off. I think is yeah, what they need that's to do. the point. They should have their own personal page where they say there's a picture of Wimpy statue. Um, do you they're, think it's a thing where they keep forgetting to log off of they they think they're posting to their personal page? They think page. they're posting Popeye memes <laughs> on their own personal page. Well, they have their Popeye meme page, yeah, they have their Popeye picnic page, and they have their personal yeah, account. Popeye for president is another thing that they said. Um and that has 8,000 comments. There was another I can't I can't I mean I'll spend forever looking through it to try to find it, but a couple honorable mention comments that I saw um, that people posted on the Facebook page where somebody who said, uh, I'm just kind of paraphrasing, but their comment was essentially, um, I've heard about the Popeye picnic, but how Popeye-centric is it really? <laughs> <laughs> 
And what I like Look, that about that getting straight to the point. What I like about this person, <laughs> what I like about this person is that they found the only Popeye picnic in the world, <laughs> and their concern is that it will not have enough Popeye <laughs> for their taste. Yeah, it's as if they've been burned by other Popeye picnics. <laughs> Uh, and somebody like gives them a thing like, oh, they do this and that for they're, Popeye, they're, but it's like they've got one of those class act class action commercials where they're like, aren't you tired? <laughs> Are you tired of have being you been cool? A, have you been affected? <laughs> have you been affected by a Popeye picnic where it wasn't Popeye uh, centric? Um, so you know, I guess that person was like, before I book my flight for me and my family from Dubai to Chester, Illinois. To enjoy this, direct. Yeah, to enjoy this Popeye picnic, I need to know there'll be enough Popeye for me and my needs, um, which I assume are sexual. But um, man, incredible! I uh, yeah, I so I mean, away. I don't know that we could necessarily close the book on Chester, Illinois. I think there are many things still happening there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I think we've got a, a slightly. Um, better look into what's what's going the on the person who runs this is the mayor of chester illinois well that's an interesting thing that you asked me andrew uh because there's a post i wish i should have like you know like bookmarked the exact post but there's a whole the the second place most comments that they have on their on their profile is in a comment where they say they're canceling the popeye picnic in 2021 because the mayor of chester illinois won't let them use the streets that they want to use and there's a whole diatribe, like there's like a whole oh essay that they post about how they're angry at the mayor for that. And then that's actually the one where Pete, where the first post is, please release the names of all the committee members <laughs> of the Popeye picnic <laughs> uh, because they're angry at them. Damn, I wish I could find it. I'm just scrolling through. I'm seeing so much Popeye right now. All right. Um, do we want? Is there more to that? Sorry. No, I mean, I think that, I mean, there will be more coming. They have made two more statues since we've done. Are you serious? Yeah, no, they have. <laughs> Uh, I'll just quickly stop. I'll quickly just tell you the statues they've made. Um, so At what point are the statues just going to become like Marvel characters? <laughs> I don't know. But like, with when Popeye's is it going to be head, like? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Popeye will be. When like, is it going to just start being like Peter Griffin and yeah. Baby Yoda? They do have a similar chin. Um, so, I mean, the two, the ones that they've done in 2020, uh, in the midst of the pandemic, apparently they. Right next to the bar called St. Nicholas's Landmark, uh, right on the waterfront in Chester, Illinois. Oh, wow. It's really quite nice. Uh, they, they erected a statue to Tor, T-O-A-R, who, according to the Popeye uh, fandom wiki, is a 20,000-year-old brute who premiered in the comics in 1935. His notable qualities are he has eternal youth, uh, though he can still be, quote, killed by combat, and he occasionally serves as a babysitter for Popeye's child, Sweet Pea, and he refers to Popeye as poo-poo. So that's Tor. There's now a statue to him that will outlive all of us here. And they also, in 2021, this year, erected a... Um, if, if there are any fans of Harold Ham Gravy out there, any, any Ham Gravy heads in the audience? Yeah, a couple. The Harold Ham Gravy... These, there's going to be a statue. Oh, sorry. So this is a planned statue this year. Oh, okay. Of Harold Hamgravy, who was actually the original protagonist of the Popeye comics called Thimble Theater before Popeye was introduced. He was. What? He Hold was. On a I, well, I know it's pretty crazy, but he was. He was Olive Oil's fiance before Popeye was introduced as a character. Popeye was so popular that it became about Wait him. Wait a second. <laughs> you maybe maybe you mentioned I, this in the episode, and I again blacked out while you were yeah. talking. But what? 
It what was it before Popeye was involved? It was well. I mean, it's always been called Thimble Theater, and Harold Hamgravy and Olive Oil were kind of like the main protagonists. Yeah. But the thing about Harold Hamgravy, other than his delightful name, is that uh, his characteristics were that he was uh, engaged to be wed to Olive Oil, but that he um, was often attracted to quote other women who were considerably more wealthy than her. And he was depicted as a slacker who preferred getting rich rather than earning more money honestly. And so, uh, I mean, for one thing, there's now going to be a statue to him outside of the FKC law offices in Chester, Illinois. Um, You know what we have to do is post this episode on the Facebook page. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Just drop that bomb and see what they... (laughs) Um, Um, Anyway, so those are... Wow. One one new statue, one planned statue. Again, I'm 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 enthralled by the yeah. saga of Chester, Illinois. I might move there. Yeah, and just a see. town. I mean, many towns in that part of the country are suffering from you know loss of uh, what like factories and things like that. But Chester, Illinois, has chosen death by a thousand statues. Now, have you looked on the map? Is that far from? Wisconsin? Uh, it's. I mean, it's Illinois. It's in. It's in Illinois. So you could go down there. You got to pop by. Go. Yeah. You should go. Let's go by Chester. You pop, pop by. Uh-huh. Pop by. Uh-huh. All right, that's all for the uh, podcast. Good night, everybody. No, um, I have a question. Do I have a yeah. question that oh, came yeah. in? Go ahead. Uh, this is for you, Seth. Okay, cool. Uh, this is from past guest and friend Jesse Hoyt. Oh yeah, Jesse. Uh, Seth, did you ever get mad when Andrew interrupted slash talked over you? <laughs> How did you handle the rage? Interesting. So it's a two part question. Yeah, interesting question, Jesse, and I thank you for it. Um, <laughs> that was such a politician way to. Yeah. Uh, I I think I mean here's the thing. Like my honest answer is that many times, especially early on in the podcast, when I would start saying something in my head, I was thinking I do not know where the rest of this sentence is going, and yeah. I'm frightened that it is going to go nowhere. So sometimes Andrew would interrupt me, and I'd be like, "Oh, thank God!" <laughs> like, <laughs> I had nothing to say, and he has just saved my life. Um, but I think like over time. There would be, I think I got better. If anything, you've taught me sort of to assert myself, you know, to not let, oh, yeah. you know, people like you step all over <laughs> me all my life. <laughs> uh, Bullies like me. Yeah, exactly. Um, how I handled the rage. I do, um, I do have sort of a, I guess you'd call it an effigy in a way of, to Andrew in my room. Um, that yeah. I, that I'll, I'll, I'll go into my room and I'll be like, no, you be quiet after, <laughs> after the episode. But I'll say it kind of, I don't want to disturb my roommates. So I'll kind of be like, no, but you, to be fair, you, stop you told me about that before you yeah, got it. You, true. you were like, "Can I please make an effigy yeah. of you?" And you posed can... for it. You said, yeah, "You said well... effigy me like one of your French girls." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, uh, "Okay, I will." Um, I also have many effigies of French girls. It's not important. Uh, oh, I have a. You want to read an email? Yeah, I want to read. I, there's a. Spam you guys want to hear an email out there? We still have an audience. Okay. Oh, wow, they're red. Yeah, we're ready for it. Oh, we got two spam emails just today. Oh, uh, the while we've the, been sitting here from the 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 sender is iPhone thirteen. Oh, I think wow. that's a good sign. Okay. No, we have one email that I'm really excited about. We have not read it yet, and the subject line is "Join the Illuminati." Hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm intrigued. Continue. Now, this again, this is an email that is marked spam. Uh, Gmail has warned what is, us that this... What is this, the email address on that? Do you wanna... The email address is itamova.cis at mvr.bg. Okay, so that must be the domain of that the Illuminati that's, yes, uses. The Illuminati. That's fine. <laughs> uh, 
Um, greetings from the Illuminati World Elite Empire. Okay. Again, this is not something that a Pro- friend Probably said one of the better from- greetings that we've got. <laughs> <laughs> this is a real email that we got. Uh, from the Illuminati World Elite Empire, bringing the poor, the needy, and the talented. Oh, interesting. That's, that, we're all three of those things. <laughs> <laughs> bringing the poor, the needy, and the talented to limelight of fame, riches, powers, and security. Get recognized in your business political race rise to the top in whatever you do if only be protected spiritually and physically all these you will achieve in a twinkle of an eye when wow. you get initiated to the great illuminati empire <laughs> it does actually i do have a condition where my eyes twinkle very slowly yeah but that still would be pretty quick once you're initiated to the illuminati empire you'll get numerous benefits and reward uh you just have to get through that initiation yeah, process you know thing. note oh, this okay. is a note yeah. so this is where it gets the, this email address was created solely for the purpose of our recruitment scheme, which will end next month. <laughs> I like that they're open <laughs> enough to call this a scheme. Yeah. <laughs> like they're not willing to hide that. Also, a thing that you should learn about the Illuminati is that they apparently email in all bold letters. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I guess that's, that's, that's the they same to... thing as like they'll put this thing. They'll have like that gesture where they put their hand in their waistcoat yeah, yeah, and they yeah. also email all in bold. That's how you know. Um, uh, what else is there that they say? Uh if you're not serious on joining the Illuminati Empire, then you're advised not to contact us at all. Okay, uh, so they're wow. getting a little kind of coming serious. Out this is because disloyalty is highly not tolerated here in mm. our organization. Do you agree to be a member of the Illuminati New World Order? <laughs> wow, I didn't watch. Oh, we were just getting rewards. <laughs> I know. If yes, then kindly reply <laughs> us back on our direct recruitment email only at joinilluminati at cake. At qq.com. Oh. Please note, kindly make sure all your responses are sent directly to the email stated above at join, Illumina- join Illuminati. We should probably give that out at the end of the... We probably... Yeah. yeah. Uh, for more instructions on our membership process, note some emails incorrectly place official Illuminati messages in the spam junk folder <laughs> or promotion folder. Oh, see, that makes sense. This can divert and exclude our our responses to some of your emails. Signed, the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that they waited to our last episode yeah. to recruit us. I think that was the thing is that we had to get past 70 episodes. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, you know what? We could use these guys. Yeah, Joe Rogan's been in it for yeah, years now. Uh, uh, thanks to the Illuminati. Yeah. I think, I think that's all I kind of want to say. And um, For sponsoring this episode <laughs> <laughs> with, your, uh, with your shadowy deeds <laughs> across the world. Uh, man, I love that they email. You yeah, know, that's good of them. I I I, I hope they're on TikTok. I would have you know, expected like a messenger hawk. You know, yeah, yeah, come yeah. And break through the window, and I'd be like, ah, like in a. I'd be. I would come down in the dead of night, and I would be reaching for like some gruel out of my out of my uh, refrigerator. I keep a lot of gruel. Yeah. And I would be passing by the window, looking out, and just sort of thinking my thoughts, and then the messenger hawk would just. First through, yeah, yeah, and it would be like Baca, and they would give me. A I love that the Illuminati is like we only have presidents, you know, leaders yeah. of finance, and of True. course, podcasters. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Join our. So that was just an email. Um, that's our only email from the Illuminati that we got. Just to yeah. warn you guys. Um, but uh, yeah, all right. Do we want to do another do little? Wanna, do you want to do another one? Yeah, yeah. I'll stuff? do. I'll do okay. another. Um, is anyone getting uh, tired out there? You're sick of sitting here. In we're silence? in our fourth hour of recording. <laughs> We've got um, we've got like cigarette butts all over the table, or you know. Uh, 
Oh, this is just a quick one, but um, this is from the AP Oddity page. Associated Press. We give them a shout out, of course, every episode. Uh, It is about, uh, let's see, what is the uh, title of this article? Okay, so the headline, Cat Got Your Vote? Okay. Question mark. (laughs) New York City candidate brings pet to polling place. Oh. And this is from November 2nd of this year. The Republican nominee for mayor in New York City brought one of his 19 pet cats that he lives in a studio apartment with to the polling place. And he was... Listeners of the podcast cannot see my shocked expression, but I'd like to say that I'm shocked. He, uh, it says that it, uh, it is one of the more, do- more than a dozen rescue cats he lives with at his studio apartment. I, another article, again, I consulted multiple sources, <laughs> said 19. We have uh, confirmation on this story. <laughs> he, uh, he got, he then, so he, what, that wasn't even the problem. He then got well, it's not a, a problem. It's just shocking that a <laughs> candidate for mayor of the United States. He then uh, got in a dispute with poll workers who wanted him to remove a red jacket emblazoned with his name on it. Out of concerns it could violate laws against electioneering, uh, yeah. which I would agree with. They, I guess so. they have signs everywhere that say, like, no electioneering within 100. I wear a, I wear a red jacket with my name emblazoned on it yeah, when I go to vote. Yeah, but you're not running for uh, mayor. True, yeah. so. um, and this is my favorite. At the end of it, it says, his name is Curtis uh, Sliwa. He lost the election, by uh. the way. Eventually, Sliwa was allowed to cast his ballot, which then briefly jammed in the voting machine. <laughs> So just a tough election day all the way around for for, for Sliwa, but uh, he'll be back, I'm sure, if he's not clawed to death by one of his 19 cats. A studio apartment. That's <laughs> a insane. studio apartment in, in Manhattan, I'm This assuming. man should be mayor of New York. <laughs> he lives in a studio apartment with 19 cats yeah. and is able to still live his life in some sort of yeah. somewhat practical way. That's incredible. You know, like if you go to New York, if you go to the bodegas, that's what they call convenience oh, okay. stores, not to... Uh, they have cats at a lot of the bodegas, okay. and I think they're just his cats. Yeah. I think they just escaped, and they are—they've are, gotten is, all. Is it into... possible that they're holding him captive and they're making him <laughs> run for mayor? That's possible. Uh, they've created some sort of a hive mind where they're trying to—they can't run for mayor themselves, so they're forcing him to. All right, we're we're moving along. Do we want another little topic? I got one uh, little thing. Left. I, I guess I could jump in. I'll do one here. Okay, I do. Okay. I have a couple things. We're doing another question. We got a lot of questions. Uh, well, I'll do. I'll do this one really quick. Okay. Okay. Because um, I feel like this. This is something that's weighed on my heart for some time. I've prayed on it. Um, I've talked to my pastor about it, and he said, "You know, you're not welcome here at the Greek Orthodox <laughs> Church. You never have been." Well, they famously don't accept podcasters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we, I mean, I did. I, we already talked about McGruff before, but we are going to talk about McGruff a little bit today. <laughs> The crime dog, of course, and we uh, we talked about him most at length in our episode, recent episode, episode sixty-eight, the Diamond in McGruff: colon, A Crime Dog's Tale. Did you do this just so you can be <laughs> proud of your? The episode thing is, titles? I just I post the titles, and you know, you nobody says specifically titles. that they like them, so I need to get that affirmation. Yeah, the Diamond in McGruff, uh, a pretty good title. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it kind of. So that was another one that I think op- like opened more questions than it answered. You know, yeah. if I don't know if you'd agree, but uh, we we opened up that whole can of worms of the McGruff song, um, which I'll, I'll play briefly here, just a little bit of it. Uh, and we tried to figure out. I mean, McGruff, the crime dog, everybody knows is a is a gruff uh, figure. He's a detective. He's tough on crime. He tries to tell you messages about how you can be safe. But he wears s- a trench coat. He wears a trench coat and nothing else. 
Yeah. Um, which is actually a bit of a problem all yeah. in and of itself. Uh, but he's been neutered, I imagine, right? I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't yeah. know how it works with anthropomorphic I don't know if that's animals. part of his origin story. Yeah. Um, he escaped the pound right before he was neutered. Sired hundreds of puppies, oh, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, anyway. And they're all so, uh, tough on crime as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're just crime's build- loving this one. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So he... Um, for some reason, he took on this, um, I guess you'd call it a strategy, where he uh, decided that kids weren't, I guess, frightened enough of McGruff <laughs> or like scared enough into no crime that he was like, I know, uh, or I guess the people who created McGruff were like, let's make him sing songs to people. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, should we make him like a good singer or like someone who sounds like they would sing songs in any way and they're like it's gonna be mcgruff just the same voice actor same guy mcgruff uh and it goes something like this you guys have probably heard this old ditty before i said old again but uh so this is, i think they've drank all their drinks this is vintage 80s mcgruff the crime dog psa commercial users are losers McGruff here. I want you to learn a song that Which, tells people to say no to Again, drugs. and I know we talked about this in the episode where we covered this. Hundreds of children show up in, yes, this, yeah. in this PSA. They swarm, like, <laughs> from other countries. Some of them are repelling off of hop helicopters. <laughs> They're showing ships of people from, you know, Europe in the 30s just pouring off of Ellis yeah, Island yeah. to come see this song. But let's, you know... I mean, they're jumping over fences. I mean, they're leaving school. Look at that. This, okay, so they do show one child who is seems to be maimed in some way that's li- literally limping. Yeah. To McGruff to hear him sing his his tale, and by the way, the other kids are not helping him. <laughs> They're running right by him. Everybody, why not? What's the song? There's a little kid. I don't know. Although it is weird, the kids that are singing along do not look that interested in the song, which is kind of strange. Um. Anyway, that's users are losers, and I think. Um, I don't remember exactly why I brought this up. I think I just wanted to talk about it. Again. Well, I also I just I do love his his the message of, I mean it was the eighties, a different time. Yeah. The message is people that use drugs are losers. Yeah, that's true. It's not that they're maybe addicted; yeah. it's they're losers. If, if you've seen your if you've seen your family member with drugs, don't <laughs> you know console them? Don't try to see what's coming, what's yeah, happening the with them. They're losers. Get them out of here. The idea is that parents don't want their kids using drugs. They do want their kids running (laughs) on their own to... Through the streets. (laughs) Through the streets to greet a tough-on-crime piano playing naked dog (laughs) in the middle of town. Uh, Um, So I I think, well, two reasons I brought this up is because one, you know, this was one strategy they used to kind of, I guess, I don't know, get, get the message out there more with McGruff. Um, another thing they did, and I'll, uh, I'll see if I can find this um, This other thing, is that they also would often use like these kind of... So these weren't song messages, but they used like a man in a McGruff suit, like no longer a cartoon, oh but instead like a... Oops, what am I doing? Uh, instead like an actual actor 
um, who was in like a... <laughs> I'm kind of showing you the thing. That, now, first of all, I mean, I know I did kind of a lot of visual stuff, which is probably going to suck for people <laughs> listening, but... Uh, we'll post it on the Yeah, so this, so is a, this is a short... I'm not going to play the whole 12-minute, you know, film, um, but this is a short about McGruff talking about gun safety, um, and it starts with this opening image. You want to, I guess, describe what we're seeing here? Uh, <laughs> if, if that's even possible for human yeah, words to do. I've never felt less prepared. <laughs> uh, you're seeing... Oh, dear. Um, well, it's McGruff, although he looks... Diff- this is the thing about McGruff. He looks different every time he's presented. <laughs> that's true. He's like a 3D McGruff. Well, I guess yeah. he's 3D in, in the In this last. case, he's, he's in our realm, in our world, I guess. Yeah, and he is with... I mean, how would you describe? Uh, he, I mean, it's another s- character in a suit, but it looks like they were made for two completely different yeah. things. Like he looks like a photorealistic McGruff, and the what? other one looks like he's been thrown together in five minutes. What is? Wait, what is this character's name? I, well, let's. Well, I'll get into it a little bit. Okay, can I, see. I'm sorry, I can't explain it well. It's um, just it's. A he's. Sen- a, he's <laughs> I get. I guess he's supposed to be a dog. Yeah. Well, he, ostensibly, it's two people in dog, like Disney yeah. style costumes. He but has one of them, worse skin than yeah, McGruff. Exactly. Which this is, is a dog that does not moisturize. <laughs> so this is McGruff on gun safety. It starts off with a pretty sweet uh, saxophone intro. Um, and it was directed by Mark Chodsko. So any Chodsko heads out there are going to enjoy this one. It's classic, though. Yeah, they are. Um, and I do... <laughs> oh, no. I do... <laughs> I want to already pause it, but it starts with McGruff <laughs> sort of looking over an old case file, I guess. <laughs> and I'm worried... My thought is he's looking at it as if he's like, oh, they tore a head clean off. <laughs> Can't believe it. No, this. he's just reading a paper that says users are losers. <laughs> yeah, like, he has mm. to remind himself. <laughs> Every day. Anyway... And he turns what he turns it? way too early. <laughs> he turns way before the other actor comes in. Hey, Uncle McGruff, got a minute for your favorite nephew? You bet, Scruff. Come on in. So the other the other dog is Scruff, who does appear in many iterations of the McGruff, uh, I guess, expanded universe. But he uh, he's McGruff's nephew. He looks he's like a younger pup. I love um, that because there were definitely people out there that were like, What's McGruff's family like? Yeah. You know, I wonder if McGruff's siblings ever had children. Can we do something with that? I'm, anyway, uh, I'm kind of confused about something. Well, I'm like, confused about a lot of things. <laughs> like, well, Scruff, why didn't you just come on down to the precinct where I work and bother me? Okay, Unc. Here's the thing. Jimmy Allen, a friend of mine, wants me to come over to his house this afternoon before his folks. That's okay so far. I have no problem with that. Let's get home. He found a gun in the closet. He, he, he says he found a closet. gun in the closet. I can Uh-oh. tell you right now, that's something you don't want to get involved in. <laughs> Kids shouldn't even touch guns without adult supervision. Now, with adult no supervision, the, it's, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Dangerous. But why, Unc? And the I thing is, McGruff looks hyper-realistic. Yeah. Time. And the other one has literally but construction paper <laughs> eyes that they've pasted onto him. tell you, guns and kids are a dangerous combination. Oh, yeah, they're going to look at the McGruff files. Oh, boy. Which are on a computer. why gun safety is so important. The McGruff files? Yeah, Very high-tech. Wow. Awesome computer, Uncle McGruff. You bet. 
With this, we can find out about I've been watching all, all sorts of, of folks. <laughs> with just a click on the I just mouse. like this part. I like this part right here, and I'll pause it. That's the key. I want you to know the difference between pretend and real life. Between toy guns and real guns. And what can now, I'm not even going to play the part that he puts. I'm just asking, arm. how are you typing on those keyboards, McGruff? Yeah. Look at the size of those paws of yours. <laughs> how, how much dexterity do you have? They don't uh, want us to get confused between real life and fake life, but they will give a hyper-realistic <laughs> dog with his very fake yeah. dog nephew. I think maybe like the subtext here is that McGruff is alone in his office late at night and he's hallucinating yeah. Scruff showing up to ask him things. I'm confused by what his case files would be because yeah. isn't his whole... I know he's a crime-fighting dog. Yeah. You know, of course, the, we all agree on that basic reality. <laughs> but why does he have case files? Isn't his whole thing just telling kids not to use Well, drugs I mean, you know, guns? I imagine he's got hundreds of unsolved homicide cases <laughs> that he... That haunts him. Yeah, that haunts yeah. him at night. Um, and he pours that pain into his music. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, anyway, it goes on and on, and I've watched the whole thing, of course, but I'm not going to subject you to it. But I'm wondering what you think, I guess. I mean, I don't really care, but, he, but we have to talk about it. So what do you think is more, I guess, uh, effective in a crime-fighting uh, way, like more the song element or the non-song, more, uh, I guess, short film style <laughs> McGruff? What, what do you think, I guess, would reach out more to you as a kid uh, who was, you know, constantly assaulted with guns and <laughs> drugs and pianos? I mean, you had me a crime-fighting dog, I <laughs> yeah. think. I think you got you got me right there. Um, I don't think either of these things work okay. very well, but nice. uh, I don't know. Did they, I don't remember being shown... I, like, I remember knowing Mc, McGruff the crime dog. Yeah. As a man, as a man. as a lover, <laughs> but I don't remember. Was they? Did they show him in school? I feel like kids had T-shirts with him on it. Maybe did they? I don't know. Or that line. Well, you went from to a there. special crime fighting school. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They we got a trench coat every year that we'd have to put on. Yeah, they taught us I how feel to like, sing. Because I remember Dare, which is the program yeah. that we went through. But I feel like that was a post McGruff yeah. era. Because I don't remember McGruff. I mean, I remember McGruff. We have to do an. We should do an extra episode, just to f unpack this yeah. to find out what uh, McGruff. So, you, but as a kid, you don't think either of these things would have the effect that they wanted on you? No, um, I'm. I mean, the 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 music video I just mainly find funny. Although I understand the music is probably like it's catchy enough. To yeah. The this I I don't want anything to do with this. <laughs> yeah. I don't want anything okay. to do with real life McGruff. <laughs> Um, uh, it's impressive that his uh, files were computerized that's by true. 1980, whatever year this is. <laughs> but uh... um, well, yeah, I'll just say one more McGruff-related thing because I do, I did realize again. Probably this won't be a topic that'll be necessarily closed for all time, but I did find some new information that not oh, only was "Uses Our Losers" a you know smash hit in the 1980s, but it was actually part of a 12-song album. That McGruff, that every song is sung by McGruff, by that poor, becursed voice actor <laughs> who thought he knew what he was signing up for when he became McGruff the Crime Dog. Uh, like he what showed, he, was he showed up for was a huge payday. All right, yeah, he got true. a lot of money but for it's this. Like you know, like you showed up, like you thought you nailed that audition uh, for a <laughs> for a tough dog. And then you get to the studio and they're like, okay, we've got 12 songs and 12 different styles, all about things that we want kids not to do. Yeah. Uh, but let me. I'll just... Well, he went through kind of his psychedelic phase. Yeah, that's true. 
where he took a lot of Eastern influences. It was Sergeant McGruff's Lonely Hearts Club Band. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll just show you a couple. Um, where's the thing? Don't look at how many of my jokes I've already written down ahead of time. Uh, so this is actually the track list for McGruff's tape cassette, which has two sides, as most tapes do. Uh, we had user, winners don't use, of course. Users are losers is on there somewhere, I think. Or I mean, this might actually be a different track. At a tight minute of six. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it actually has, like, every conceivable type of drug that you could do. McGruff writes a song about yeah. it. So essentially there's one about marijuana. There's cocaine and crack. There's alcohol. Uh, there's one simply called Inhalants. That's the title of the song. <laughs> that's and- a McGruff deep cut, and all his fans know that that's his best song. Uh, when he shows up, when he comes back for an encore at his live shows and does <laughs> inhalants, people go insane. Uh, well, the thing that gets me about Wait this a second, song, but then Smart Kids is on the yeah. Oh, that's the B side. Okay, yeah, so these B-side. are really getting a little bit more loosey goosey. Make on those. your body last. <laughs> uh, the thing that I like about the title, what? the thing that I like about the title of the hey, song, Hey kids, make that body last. You don't want to do drugs. You want to just live a long time so that your body may last. Uh, the thing I like about the title of the song, Inhalants, is that it doesn't really tell you whether it's pro or anti-inhalants. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Also, the, the final song is I'm Glad I'm Me, which is yeah. like, I'm assuming it's like a positive thing of like trying to feel you know, self-esteem and everything. But it also could just be a song of McGruff bragging that That's he's, true. I'm glad I'm me. I'm, I'm glad I'm a crime-fighting dog yeah. um, who is a music sensation uh, I want to play. Do you think he ever took the the like? Did you think he ever changed his clothes? Uh, well, that's actually because I'm looking at the album art, and it is art uh, <laughs> of the McGruff uh, Smart Kids album, and he is wearing pants like a checkered pants and shoes, <laughs> which is pretty impressive considering a dog's like thumb essentially is like well, way up on their ankle. Well, he up for the album cover, yeah, you true, know? but no shirt. So this guy has pants, shoes, no shirt, yeah. trench coat. Uh, iconic McGruff. I just want to play a little bit of the song, oh, no. uh, simply titled "Inhalants" by McGruff. McGruff, the crime dog. And he busts out the Casio for this one. Yeah, he's not messing around. Learn a lesson so true. There's danger in inhalants. They can break you in two. Break you in two. Never sniff inhalants. Never sniff inhalants. Breathing them is really no thrill. There is a Don't child you know chorus in this song. Really can kill. Don't you You'll be suffering pain. Don't you I, I, that's they just what I like is that there's a child chorus whose job is to just say, "Don't do inhalants." <laughs> <laughs> Children that I assume had to be explained to what also, inhalants were at that yeah, in that studio. Yeah, why is inhalants so early in the album? Well, that's the other thing too. Is like I feel like whenever McGruff heard about a new way the kids were getting high, he was just like, I gotta I get, run, run to I gotta get to the album. <laughs> kids are putting vodka up their butts. Bring in this chorus. We gotta we gotta lay down a track. Uh, so yeah, that was McGruff's. Uh, I don't know musical skills. I guess are de- go deeper than we thought. They I know. Did. I man. I am. I do. I, I didn't. I mean, this I'll probably just cut out. But um, the cocaine song is actually really good, and I just want to play it. Like, is that him on the keyboards? Oh yeah, that's. What you say you love, but 
it's really insane. You could die. What are you thinking this is of? This gruffness. I mean, he's McGruff, obviously. Because nobody's needing that crack and cocaine. There's terrible trouble behind it. Hold on, there's a part and where he like does a multiple note thing. Wow! <laughs> That's McGruff. <laughs> That's a good song. That's his vocal range. <laughs> I was, I don't know, I mean, my roommates might have even, <laughs> yeah. you guys might have even heard me preparing for this, but I was yeah. listening to this like all night last night, and that's okay. We we have a lot of fun around here. But yeah. That's a good song. Yeah, that's like, a good that song. That sounded good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, should we do another question here? Uh, we have yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We, we have got like some... 20 more. I know. Uh,. Do I have my phone? I can open up back. Keep putting I'll get okay. We have uh, we have one from uh, past guest Jose Solis. Oh, Jose, yeah, Jose, uh, who was the former roommate as well. Den master is that what you call yeah, it? Yeah, the den master when is we played Dungeons called? and Damgans. Yes. What is it called? <laughs> it's dungeon master. Dungeon master. The I'm den so master. It's not a bear. Look, I'm game. not a nerd. Okay, I'm clearly a jock. Okay. He has. <laughs> If you could choose one celebrity to be a fan of your podcast, who would you choose? Oh, yeah. That was a good one. I don't know. Do you have, like, a already one in your pocket, or should I? Well, certainly not Ira Glass. Okay, not Ira. Unless he's responded um, to our email while we've been recording. Yeah. Uh, one celebrity. I think it'd be good if, well, we talk a lot about Lord, and this yes, is the, the year musician. of our Lord. Yeah. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> our new Seth, they've drank all the alcohol. <laughs> uh, so I feel like if Lord, like, genuinely liked our podcast and listened to it. I think yeah. that's pretty cool. And she like flew us out to New Zealand to do yeah. the show. Yeah. I'm sure there. she would, yeah. <laughs> I would um, like, I would think I would pick Lord. Yeah, I'm going to pick I'm going to say the Pope. Okay, nice. This just, current Pope or a Pope from history? Uh well, they're, they're all dead. Well, actually the last one resigned and is still around. Um I would uh yeah, I just think to get the Pope on the podcast would have been good. Yeah, that's true. As we talked about, like some '80s yeah. cartoon or something, you know. He'd <laughs> be like, <laughs> uh, uh, "Yeah, I don't know." Uh, I'm going to say the Pope. I'm going to say the Pope, Pope and Lord. Pope, Pope and Lord. Um, <laughs> Lord with an E, the yeah. musician. Exactly. Um, uh, and he'd be like the body of our Lord, and he'd give us communion. Do we want to do another be... question? Because we have a sure. Let's talk about another. Uh, what's another Jose question? Uh, if you were okay, now we're getting silly. He's okay. Jose, Jose. Come on. Come on. If you were gifted an elephant and couldn't afford it, or oh, sorry, couldn't get rid of it, okay. what would you do with it? I mean, I would definitely, my first instinct was to try to get rid of it. Um, <laughs> as Thomas Alba Edison did when he executed an elephant using his uh, AC current, which is a real thing That's that happened. Real, yeah. um, to show, or no, he used the other type to show like, oh, it's so dangerous. It could kill an elephant and watch, I'll do it. And it's like, Thomas, maybe you're dangerous. You're, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. killing elephants. <laughs> Uh, anyway. That other current, by the way, would be DC. DC, that's yes. the one. The other half of the We're band. always teaching on this show. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What would we do with if, an elephant? If That'd I, be tough. Well, I, I live in a studio apartment, yeah. so it'd be tough to get an elephant in there. I would... Uh, I, of course, would turn him into an entertainer. I think... Yeah. I, I, maybe, I'm, maybe McGruff is rubbing off on me, but to me... Mm-hmm. If an animal becomes useless, you must beca- make it into an entertainer. Okay. So and, you'd like uh, put a trench coat on it and make it. No, I would. Yeah, I would. Be maybe. like, hey, kids, lock your cars, says Crushy the, the stampeding yeah. elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Crushy, no. <laughs> yeah. I would. Yeah, maybe you could do him like. He could be like an upgraded, like an updated yeah. McGruff, okay. you know? Upgraded. You almost got in a little bit of trouble there. <laughs> 
yeah. For the new drugs that are yeah, out there. That's true. Yeah. But, you know, nobody likes partying more than crushy guys. But yeah. Taking EDM at, at <laughs> wait, is that what it's called? That's music. Okay. He's against all types of electronic music. Yeah. It hurts his ears. Um, that was the problem with McGruff. He was too into music. Yeah, that's the problem. We want an anti-music, anti-drug. Anti-music. The do two... we want to do even one more question? All we right. Got, we got uh, a Powering few. through them. Again, we're going to keep this audience here for um, oh, yeah. upwards of four Well hours. into the night. Uh, would you rather hear the music? This is another from Jose. Okay. Would you rather on, hear Jose, the music of you... Mo- Mozart played by a barbershop quartet or by a heavy metal band? Uh, Well... I like a, I like a quartet, you know. I gotta say, I uh, if I'm getting my hair cut and those guys are crooning around. Yeah, I think. Why I'm did more... they spend so much time in barbershops? Is my question. Yeah, because you're whole like you're like a captive that. audience, I guess. Yeah, you can't leave. You're like, oh yes. I have to Great, say, bar- guys, I, thanks for the song. I'm just gonna get my hair cut. I but... have to say, barbershop quartet, yeah, just because I want to see a barbershop quartet. I feel like it's a thing uh, that's joked about a lot. Yeah, it's true. Whereas in like The Simpsons, and but I've could, never seen a real live barbershop. You quartet. could go up to them and be like, "Hey, are you worried that your life is just a joke? You yeah, know? you're nothing in this world." <laughs> uh, and we, yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. I think I don't know how exactly they would do that. The music of Mozart, considering that's usually music and not like folk songs but yeah i guess they could all take a i don't know chord and and do it i think that's all the that's all the questions on the yono account do you okay. have your own I do. well we got more yeah. questions let's do one more and then we'll let you do a thing do you have any more yeah i got one little, okay, okay. one little thing uh how about um it doesn't involve a crime fighting dog though. this one uh comes to us from kyle yeah on instagram uh and it says it's actually a two-part question for andrew uh Oh, which, wait. Did he ask me the same? No, this is a different one. Oh, no, 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 he did not. Uh, which Hey Arnold character is Andrew's all-time fave? And, well, go ahead and answer that one, I guess, and I'll, I'll drop the I other one I don't really on remember Hey Arnold that, hey okay. Arnold that well. <laughs> did anybody... I watched Hey Arnold. I don't remember... I, like, I don't have a well, strong Well, do you maybe memory. remember one of the characters' names? Yeah. Um, Arnold. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Know, He's definitely we... my favorite football shaped yeah. headed character okay. of any cartoon right. i'm so sorry that wasn't a cartoon that i watched a do you, lot do you remember of any of the other guys besides arnold like who the other kids were or anything about it no okay <laughs> Just a... look ask me about rocco's modern life oh, ren sure. and stimpy oh, okay. uh do you like someone on doug uh, ren stimpy yeah stimpy okay there you go <laughs> you're uh, ready for that one uh, also which uh rainbow road level did you have a better time in the Super Nintendo Rainbow Road for Mario Kart or the Mario Kart 64 Rainbow this Road? This is for me? Yeah, this is for you. I feel like Kyle doesn't know <laughs> me very well. Uh, I didn't really play Mario Kart that uh, much. Have you? Let me ask, have you ever played a game of Mario Kart on any... I have, okay. but I never played it like what was, regularly. What was it like when you played Mario Kart? You know, it was enjoyable. It, it was, certainly wasn't very memorable, um, you know... I was already Do you watching. Remember who you raced as? Who you were? <sighs> I, you know. I mean, there's like a there's like I a feel monkey like these questions and were like meant an Italian for you. man. It's not like it's just like oh, here's three blonde guys that you can pick. They're very distinctive yeah. characters. One of them's a giant reptile. Which one is that? <laughs> it's Bowser. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. This is a bad answer for the podcast, but I don't really. I didn't really play Mario Kart very much. You know. Well, um, I was busy watching. You know, Ken Burns documentaries sure. and uh, investing in in uh, IBM computers. Yes, yeah. exactly. 
Um, I I mean, if I had to answer that question, I would say I like the the N64 one a lot better. Yeah. You know, that's just me. Uh, but uh, you know, I was raised Christian, so that's what I. <laughs> That's going to be my answer, of course. All um, right. So I anyway, got one yeah, more go ahead. quick topic. I have uh, one more after yours. So mine's uh, super short. So, so okay. So uh, this is news from the world of universities. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what a way to set it up. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to respond. The University of California at Santa Barbara, UCSB. Okay. Uh, the they, gauchos. Yeah, they are oh, the wow. gauchos. That's yeah. awesome. Where'd I, you go, s- Seth? I said that to be stupid, but I turned out to get it. Um. They had a they so they are facing an issue that a lot of colleges are, which is a housing crunch. They don't have enough housing for their um, for their students, which okay. is a problem. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> to help solve that problem, billionaire Charles Munger, who oh, is Munger. Uh, the Mung Man, yeah, uh, inventor of the Mung Bean. Yes, exactly. Um, he's he's that old. <laughs> uh, he is ninety seven, by the way. Oh wow. Um, he donated two hundred million dollars to UCSB to build uh, a house, like a uh, dorm okay. a building, essentially, on the condition Uh-oh. that they build it to his specific demands of design. Okay. Well, and that could, you know, and so what it led to is this project called the. Uh, it's called Munger Hall. We're gonna munger size the whole thing. Uh, Munger Hall is an 11-story building that would provide 4,500 beds for undergraduates. That sounds yeah, great, right? I like it. I mean, do they get rooms, too, or do they just have to have the bed? Well, okay. Uh, one of the problems with the... Now, Munger... That sounds great. Okay. One thing that doesn't sound great is that 94% of the rooms have no windows. Oh, interesting. And that they are... Each residential floor would have eight houses, each holding 63 students. <laughs> Wow, okay. So this is like an old billionaire who misses debtor's prisons. Yes. And he's trying to bring back that tradition. So he is, the, the basically the plan is eight kids yeah. to a suite. Okay, a windowless suite. Windowless suite. Okay. And 64 within the eight houses. All right. So essentially, I guess... Is he trying to breed some sort of nocturnal, like, underground yeah. army of people? He like, says it's to uh, <laughs> he says it's to promote that they go out and meet their other students <laughs> in the common areas. I guess so. And there'll be a man with an electric but prod. But he says not to worry about the... So there. this got a little bit of backlash, and he said not to worry about the lack of <laughs> windows because each of the rooms do have artificial windows. He sounds that are like s- every landlord I've ever spoken to. <laughs> that are similar to the artificial portholes on Disney cruises. <laughs> and he literally said this, where starfish come in and wink okay. at your children. <laughs> he's just an, an insane old man. He's just a, He's lost his mind completely then. So... This is a plan to house 4,500 <laughs> students. Okay. And it, get, re- get ready, Santa Barbara, for some interesting graduates. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the architects that is employed by the school resigned in protest okay. because he said that... Uh, he was like, I was fine with the no windows. I was fine with the bed. He said that the project is unsupportable from his perspective as an architect, a parent, and a human being. Okay. It's uh, not what you really. It's not what you want to hear from your architect. But he okay. he said it's essentially the student life portion of a mid-sized university campus in a box. Okay. <laughs> because what he pointed out is that there are going to be more students housed in this uh, building than mm-hmm. a lot of like private colleges have students. Yeah. Period. Okay. Are going to be in this eleven-story <laughs> built. They're going to be eight 
to a, a basically a studio apartment or smaller wow. than that actually and then eight houses of that as well. So and it's they'll efficient. Have, they'll have some sort of a winking starfish as yeah, well. Yeah, the like winking. I should have ended with the winking starfish because <laughs> that was. Um, and basically, so he he resigned in protest. This became a news story, and UCSB's response is, um, "We're doing this, so don't <laughs> okay. uh, <laughs> don't uh, we've we've listened to your concerns and we have ignored all of them, <laughs> and they're building it. Um, and their response is that." Uh, the their uh, the concern about the direct natural light uh, again is that they would have either conventional or vert. They're saying they're going to have virtual windows. Okay, virtual. And don't windows, worry because guys. all the window virtual windows will have a fully programmed circadian rhythm control system. You know what also has that a window, <laughs> a regular window would have that, and that all common and would areas probably cost less. Just cut a hole in the wall and put glass. The there. other thing that's funny about this is that the architect brought this There's up. There's an intentional reason that they want them. They, you have to go out of your way to yeah. not have windows. The other reason, the other thing that the architect brought up is that. Are they going to make the kids go to this building and then build it around them? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, the, it's like the Edgar Allan Poe yeah, story. Where <laughs> <them> on, <laughs> you, gonna, you decided on yeah. communications. That the was your major. UCSB Goodbye. is, <laughs> UCSB is on a beach essentially. That's, in, that's so I they're like, you know how you want to, there's, are we have this beautiful beach view? We're going to make sure they don't get any of that. And this guy is 97 years old. He could die any day. <laughs> And he's going to dictate where all these kids are going mean, to live. That's what it has to be, is that he's either lived so long that all yeah. of his servants as a child lived in this way, and it seems normal to him, or he's just trying to go out with one last like funny thing that he can laugh about as he dies. It's like, I, imp- I imprisoned yeah. 4,000 children. He, apparently, there's already a, 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 a thing that he funded that is like this, that is like windowless, built at University yeah. of Michigan, but didn't get the news coverage for whatever reason. There isn't really a good ending to this. Probably like because said. they all are still in there. Yeah, <laughs> no they're one has stuck. Discovered them yet? Um, yeah, that would have been great to quarantine. Man. Uh, <laughs> oh but, my god, uh, that's, that's. I mean, it's horrifying. And yeah. It's also like the fact that UCSB would be like, everyone hates this. This yeah. is a terrible idea. But yes, we will take the money. But that's just the, th- so... but that's the thing. It's like such an example of like <sighs> the problem with modern ed- education, where they're like, okay, we get that everyone is going to be mad. Yeah. We get that there will probably be mental health issues related to this. But on the other hand, we get two hundred million dollars. <laughs> so going to cost us a thousand bucks to make. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah uh, so we give it a thumbs up. Yeah. Well, that's horrifying. It's probably yeah. one of the most distressing things we've ever talked about, and a real thing that's going to happen. So, I will uh, say this isn't quite the same, but I did find it funny at UCLA. There's the David Geffen School of Medicine, which oh, is yeah. like David Geffen was like a music executive. Okay. And he's just is the they just named the School of Medicine oh, after no. him. <laughs> okay. Just like a pretty respected. We'll cut that okay. out. But anyways, <laughs> Charles Munger, you old son of a bitch. You so and so. Uh yeah, he's he's a vice chairman of Berkshire Hathaway, uh, which is the company that Warren Buffett. I wonder if like one knows. of Munger's great grandkids goes to that school and he's like he lives in Munger Hall with all the other like Gollum children yeah. that live there. <laughs> it's like thanks for tell your grandpa we said thanks for the freaking, you know, night vision and dreams of yeah. of darkness. I don't know. I mean I know dorms I mean I didn't live I never lived in a dorm, but I know dorms are not generally great. I did. Well, I lived. But the my window first year is, is. You had a window in yeah, there. Yeah, we had right? a window, and that was the, <laughs> my only sanctuary. Was <laughs> I would just peer out that window, and I'd say, "Someday my prince will come," but yeah, he never did. <laughs> 
Uh, I would love if they just. But yeah, I had three guys in my room, and we shared a bathroom with three other guys, and it was incredibly awkward and incredibly close quarters. Yeah, but imagine sharing that with seven <laughs> yeah. other students and no window. It'd be, it'd be tough. I also like the idea that maybe UCSB is just going to really like the idea of no windows, so yeah. all the other buildings they're just going to start stapling. <laughs> yeah. They're going to start covering them, them. I mean, that will get kids out and probably joining more acapella groups on campus. Yeah. They'll be like, guys, can we please do another song? I don't want to go back to my my cave that I live in. I also love how out of touch he is that he's like, no, they don't have windows. They have the portholes like on Disney cruises. <laughs> you know how we've all been on Disney cruises and we've loved those portholes. <laughs> this is a guy who I imagine lives at sea because yeah, he's so rich. So. Um, but yeah, that's all for my topic. Uh, but uh, yeah, so look out for that if you know anyone going to UCSB. Okay. Well, I have, um, I do have one last thing. Do we have any more questions to go through? I don't, I don't know if we do. Um, but I'll, I will look. Okay, look through if we haven't. But I'll, I'll open on my next thing. I did. There's one more thing. Ugh, my heart is hurting from that last topic. <laughs> um, okay, this one is a little bit different. Again, it's going to be somewhat visual. So I'm sorry for those that couldn't make it out tonight. I don't know why I'm looking around at you guys as if you didn't make it. Yeah, because they did. <laughs> um, but I've got a little presentation because oh around here at Yonopod LLC, um, we we have a lot of fun, you know. But we I've already said that. But we uh, we've talked about the the um, one of the events we've talked about, for instance, in our episode uh, number twenty three, "No Pain, No Train," coming at you. Uh, another great title. Uh, <laughs> We talked about the idea that that one, like one of the early films was of a train like coming towards the camera and people say like, oh, everyone like ran out of the theater because they thought the train was coming at them. It turned out to be something of a myth. Like people were very impressed, but they didn't necessarily run out of the theater. Yeah. Um, and it kind of makes sense. Like people had seen pictures before. It's not like they, you know, pulled them out from this dorm that these kids are going to be living yeah. in and they saw a motion picture for the first time. But... One thing we haven't talked about is that the condition of seeing a train in a movie and thinking that it's really coming at you and fleeing that theater is a real condition. Okay. And it's one that I actually have. And it's something that I have been loath to talk about. Yeah. But I do want to I want to talk about it a bit in a little segment that I call uh, I'm going to stand up for this. Let me get this oh thing going. A little segment that I call Training day, or uh, the little engine that could ruin your life. Uh, let me, I'm gonna, y'all just stand here. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I'm standing up now for people that are just listening. Uh, when you go to the, the cinema, uh, you see lots of ratings that will tell you the kinds of, you know, possibly disturbing content that you might see. Violence, they'll tell you about. Drug use, partial or complete nudity. <laughs> they will give you all these warnings about things that will tell you, okay, this might bother you. So if this does, then just don't come see this movie. It's rated R or whatever for these reasons. But for people like me, you never know when a train is going to show up in a film. They can be in any movie. So you live in a state of fear and anxiety at all times. Should I, am I blocking your view? Oh, you no, can see this. Uh, okay. I can see yeah. it. Uh, and so what I wanted to do now is talk a little bit about my journey, um, not by train, but by uh, suffering 
and seeing different movies and how they have surprised me in ways that were unpleasant and maybe some listeners out you or maybe some people here in this audience tonight uh, might suffer in the same way and will be able to relate to this. So let's begin. Uh, this this first film, are you familiar with the film that I'm, I'm showing? Yes. The, what, yeah. what is this one called? Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? A, a provocative way to title a movie with a question. Unfortunately, the answer to that question is on a train that's going to scare you <laughs> while you're watching the movie and make your date have to drive you home crying because you see a train that you weren't ready for. So I saw this train coming at me and I had to flee <laughs> because I have this condition. And all the images of trains in this presentation have been censored in case anyone <laughs> is, uh, is like me and just isn't really ready for the pictures of trains. Now, the next film. Are, are you familiar with this one? Have you seen this? I have not seen it, but I, I, know, I know about it. Yeah. Right. This is Snowpiercer. Could be about anything. You look at the title. You look at the poster. It's got some guy with an axe. You've got, uh, I think, Gary Oldman's in there. Yeah. Uh, Octavia Spencer, who's a treasure. So I think maybe this is a movie about a guy who tries to kill Octavia Spencer. Maybe... Someone read my somewhat pornographic reimagining of the movie Jack Frost, where Michael Keaton turns into a snowman. And they wrote Snowpiercer. <laughs> Anything's possible. But with those high expectations, I went in to see this movie only to be deeply disappointed <laughs> that a train features prominently in the film. This is going to be almost nothing to someone who listens to this <laughs> and doesn't see it. Uh, I'll, I'll post a link to the presentation at the Library of Congress. Uh, now, now, this movie, The Polar Express, I didn't go see it, obviously. <laughs> but I did see a bus ad for it while I was driving, and I did think that that train on the bus was coming right at me, and I had to flee my moving car, which is something that is pretty simple to explain unless you're talking to State Farm Insurance. Yeah. And you have to say it over and over again, but, you know... Even when you're not seeing a movie, this kind of thing can happen when you suffer from the condition that I suffer from. Now, again, Murder on the Orient Express. I saw the original. I should have known that the remake would also feature the thing that I'm worried about. Fool me once, train on me. Fool me once. No, I messed that up. <laughs> Fool me once, train on you. Fool me twice, train coming right at me. So, you know, this one, this one I take responsibility for. I shouldn't have gone to see Murder on the Orient Express. Although, uh, I do like an ensemble cast. I've <laughs> always known that about you. Now, this, so this movie I was quite upset about because I saw in the title, and this is only a 45-minute presentation, so don't worry about how long this is going to be. I saw in the title a mode of transportation that involves no railroads whatsoever. It's not called, you know, a train coming right at you, the line. It's called Walk the Line. So I thought, okay, walk the line. This will be fine. But, and actually in the first like 15 minutes of the movie or so, perfectly fine. We learn about this musician of sorts who's trying to up and coming up in the world. But there is a scene, I just want to play a clip here, that's a little bit problematic. And I'll just, I'll play just a short portion. You know, whatever you're about to play, we ain't never heard it. I hear the train coming. So that's as far as I could get into the film. 
And as far as I know, it's just a movie about Johnny Cash who just botched one audition and was never heard from again and was incredibly handsome. And that's all I'll ever know until the Motion Picture Association of America starts taking this seriously. Uh, again, blindsided. Uh, now, I went to go see the film Titanic, and this is the last movie I'll talk about uh, because I'm, you know, this is tough, tough for me. Uh, but this was during a time when I was only seeing movies that took place in international waters. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because a train is, has rarely been see, seen out yeah. in the open sea. That's a good bet. And I saw the movie, and the first, I would say, you know, whatever, two hours of it, trainless, enjoyable, Billy Zane is a treasurer. Um, however, I was disappointed to find that not too far into the movie, uh, the, the ship encounters an iceberg, or, as people with my condition refer to it, the train of the sea. <laughs> you know, we see less, they're much like trains, we see less and less of them in our modern era. They're very large, and penguins ride them to work. Uh, now you might ask, you might ask yourself, Seth, or you might ask me, <laughs> if you're me, you might ask yourself, uh, Seth, how could you not know of the historic and tragic encounter between the ship, the Titanic, and an iceberg? It was a very historical event in 1912, uh, but I think one look at my high school textbook from, uh, from 10th grade will tell you there was very little learning, very little learning going on that year. Very much fleeing out of the room because I thought my textbook was coming right at me. I've been Seth Reed. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, God bless. <laughs> wow. I, um, you know, we, I, that's, I think that's the thing I learned the most about you during this podcast is that um, you have this condition. And, uh, you know, it's hard to talk about, but I'm yeah. I'm in a safe place. You know, a lot of people, like there are people that are saying like, oh, I wish I was born at th this different time in history. You know, I wish I was born in the 60s. Where you have to be so glad you weren't born so that you went to the theater in yeah. 1900 when the, you know, when the train started coming out. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, any um, movie that uh, features. But thank you for sharing that, yeah. Seth. I mean, that was, I know, not easy for you. It's my pleasure. I know that you spent upwards of 30 hours on that presentation. <laughs> I did. I was up kind of late. Um. I don't think I have anything really left. Okay. Uh, I think we've read all the questions. This has been a surprisingly tight episode for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They uh, usually go much longer. Yeah. Um, what? Do, uh, well, we uh, we do have, I think, um, I don't know. like I mean, we have, I think, one more question that we could look at. It's a little bit interesting. Okay. This is from uh, Austin Johnson. Oh, boy. A friend of... Our family. I'm worried about this one. And a friend of our uh, podcast, apparently. Um, let me just take it up here. So this is uh, this question comes to us from Austin and is written solely by Austin. Um, it's a little bit, it's a little troubling. So we're worried about Austin out there. But he says, uh, I guess in terms of which one of these things is more profitable, he says, would you make more money selling clubs to baby seal clubbers? which just seems like a terrible thing to do, clubbing baby seals or being seal at a club, which I assume they mean, I assume he means the singer-songwriter yes. seal, not a literal uh, aquatic mammal, the seal at a club. Yeah. Um, I feel like the first, well, the first thing is very little money. How much can you sell a club for? 
you know, what's a tub like fence? a club, like a like a physical yeah, club, yeah, club to hurt little baby seals with. Uh, I feel like, I mean, if you were, I don't in that like biz- where his mind is at. Yeah. I'm gonna say right that right now. I mean, I feel you're not gonna make a little money off of that. A tuppence a club, maybe. If I've been reading my financial reports correctly, What's that? a tuppence a club. That's how much you're gonna make when you're selling. What clubs. is that? A tuppence. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's what like is two, a tuppence? It's, it's two pence. You know. Oh, anyway. okay. And then, obviously, you're not going to make any money just clubbing a seal. It's not like a, well, I think a profitable endeavor. Yeah. Unless you do something. What do they do? What do they do with the seal after they've clubbed it? This is a sad way to end the, the yeah. end our podcast. Yeah, and it's perfect. The point is, uh, obviously, the answer is seal at a club. Yeah, you want to be seal. Yeah, you want to be seal. You He's married seal. to Heidi Klum. He's married to Heidi Klum. Those are the two things that I yeah. know about he him. He had about. lupus, maybe. Did he have lupus? <laughs> Maybe not. That should be how we end the podcast. Did Seal have lupus? That's our cut it off. <laughs> our ill-fated segment. Did, did Seal have lupus? Of course, I want to be Seal at a club. I've yeah. always wanted to be Seal. And I don't want to hurt a little Seal. No, you know? no. They no, might no, live no. on the you know train of the sea sometime, but I don't want to uh, hurt them. Man, uh, this is seeping into so many parts of your life. It is. Um. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think that's open and shut. I'd rather yeah. be sealed at a club. Rather be sealed at a club. You could sing your own songs at the club, you know. That's true. Um, well, I think uh, much like well, actually, there's there's one thing I would like to do. Oh boy! I actually, haven't told told you about, but I thought oh. maybe we could oh do boy. together. I uh, I know that this is a very special day for me because much of my family and beloved ones are here. Um, and some people I've just met, which is fine too. I'm you're I'm glad you're here. Uh, but uh, you say we, beloved ones instead of loved ones. Yeah, I do. I like a little, you know. That's fine. Okay. Uh, well, let's just end it now. <laughs> let's just forget. It. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So I thought maybe we could do a little reading, um, from a a, a historical work of okay. ours that I think I mean the author. I think it's sort of lost to history. I'm not sure, but uh, I've got. I'll open it up here. Maybe we can. Do I truly it don't know what Seth's about to do. Um, it oh, should have been the name right. of the. Show. Okay, so I've just I've highlighted your parts, and I'll read all the other parts. So this is, this is an excerpt oh, from boy. a um, from a long, who knows where it could be the Bible. I think it might be okay. like an earlier translation of the Bible. Who knows? But uh, I'll read I'll read these parts, and you read a part. It's sort of a, a dialogue between two. Okay. I guess you call them characters. Sort yeah. Of, uh, sort of archetypes in a way. Um, anyway, so this is the segment that we'll read. Uh, running to the window, he opened it and put out his head. No fog, no mist, clear, bright, jovial, stirring, cold, cold piping for the blood to dance to, golden sunlight, heavenly sky, sweet fresh air, merry bells, oh glorious, glorious. What's today? cried Andrew, calling downward to a boy in Sunday clothes who perhaps had had loitered in to look about him. Eh? returned the boy with all his might of wonder. What's today, my fine fellow? Today, replied the boy, why, it's Christmas Day. It's Christmas Day, said Andrew to himself. I haven't missed it. The spirits have done it all, <laughs> all in one night. They can't. They can do anything they like. Of course they can. Of course they can. Hello, my fine fellow. Hello, returned the boy. Do you know the Polters in the next street but one, one at the corner? I should hope I did, replied the lad. An intelligent boy, a remarkable boy. Do you know whether they sold the prize turkey that was hanging up there? No, not the little prize turkey, the big one. What, the one as big as me, returned the boy. (laughs) What a delightful boy. It's a pleasure to talk to him. Yes, my buck. 
Uh, don't call me a bug. Uh, it's it's hanging there now," replied the boy. "It is. Go and buy it." Walker explained the exclaimed the young boy. "No, no, I am in earnest. Go and buy it, and tell him to bring it here, that I may give him the direction where to take it. Come back with the with the man, and I'll give you a shilling. Come back with him in less than five minutes, and I'll give you half a crown." And the boy was off like a shot. And that that boy grew up to be me. <laughs> so, uh, and I never got that half a crown either. So yeah, what is half a crown? I don't know. Uh, anyway, I guess we're kind of winding down. Uh, but I don't know. It's been uh, so much fun to do all these episodes. Yeah, with I, Andrew. I um, I think you know having my loved ones here, Andrew amongst them. You know. Yeah. I've yeah, you keep saying my loved ones, and then you don't look at me. <laughs> yeah, well, I do. I love you, Andrew. Love you too, Seth. And I appreciate that we've, uh, you know, yeah, it's been come a, closer as friends. It's been a great time. Yeah. Um, I've, I feel like I've taught you so much. Yeah, that's true. And that's really my gift. And uh, no, it's been a great time. And I thank everybody for listening. I thank everybody who's here tonight for, for yeah. being here. Thanks, everybody. For coming out to North Hollywood. I won't say the address, yeah, of okay. course. But <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've had a great time. And yeah. uh, we will... Uh, be off to other endeavors um yeah. we're gonna be on the spaceship endeavor yeah so, yeah so we don't want to break the news here but they're sending us off they want if other civilizations in space find uh like a thing they're gonna put like a golden disc on the satellite yeah and then we're also gonna be on it and so aliens will know kind of like the best and brightest of our thing um you know sure yeah um <laughs> one last un unfulfilled riff <laughs> to end things off with uh but yeah um well usually we would plug the email but yeah please don't it, email it yeah us just keep, keep emailing <laughs> us we'll still keep looking at it uh if you're the illuminati yeah. i just want to f- hear more yeah me too i'm interested uh but yeah d- you know check out andrew's instagram because he's gonna be doing shows and stuff doing stand-up which will be great i'm at andrew codhill it's a terrible na- look my last name is people mispronounce often and so I did a play on my last name because people will mispronounce it. And really, it just confuses everyone and makes it hard to find. But uh, just type in my name, Andrew Codill. And it'll be more of that when you go see a stand. Yeah. So it'll be great. Yeah, a lot of backpedaling and apologizing. But uh, And I've been posting comics lately. I mean, this week I haven't done any because I've been uh, pixelating images of trains. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm at, at Seth's Good Comics. It's also, my Twitter story. is at Andrew Cardale, which oh, is another uh, play on my last name. Just, again, just type in my name. I feel like people know how to find yeah. Twitter, people on social media now. We're we're in you know the 2020s. Uh, I'm um, not listening to what you're saying, but I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, well, anyway, thank you. Oh, I'm trying to get that up. Okay, well, thank you guys very much for being here. And uh, for you're not going to like this, I've been Seth Reed. And I've been Andrew Codill. And we'll uh, see you guys later, I guess. Down the dusty trail. Answer to that. Thank you, guys. I don't know how we're going to do that. Should we stop? I or? guess so, yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs>